0: Hello, White Sox fans, and welcome into Sox on Tap. I am Nani, joined tonight by Tony Marchese. Tonight we are discussing a 5-3 to White Sox winner over the Detroit Tigers on the south side. Before we get into the game, make sure you go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter, at Sox on Tap and at ontapsportsnet. So, Tony, how you doing tonight, my man?
1: Johnny, it's always a fucking great night when the White Sox win, isn't it?
0: Oh, it absolutely
1: is. Uh, I'm I'd... feeling I'm feeling fantastic, Johnny. I'm yeah. feeling absolutely fantastic. I'll preface it with the fact that we should be beating the Tigers. We are beating the Tigers consistently. That's cool and tough. Beat the teams you're supposed to. Let's go Sox.
0: Yeah, I mean, we absolutely harp on it all the time. So uh, nice to see it actually in action here uh, tonight. Like I had mentioned, a 5-3 win. We'll get into all of the thoughts, breakdown, and observations from this one. But um, before we do, first news. um, Adam Engel was reinstated from the injured list. Uh, Obviously, uh, he did not test positive for COVID, but he may have been in contact uh, with someone who did. But um, that's cleared up enough to where he's back, and uh, he was playing center field tonight. Um, Jose Ruiz was optioned to uh, Charlotte, or excuse me, not Charlotte, so used to saying that, but option to the taxi squad uh, to make room for Dane Dunning, who made his debut tonight. Uh, Chesler Cuthbert, DFA'd, and Jake Berger joining the 60-man pool on the taxi squad. So uh, that's the news update here. But uh, what we're here to talk about tonight is uh, Dane Dunning's debut and, and this 5-3 winner. So just uh, I guess let's start there, Tony. Initial thoughts on Mr. Dunning.
1: Initial thoughts on Mr. Dunning, Johnny. This is like I just got to ask you a question before I get into this. How surprised were you that Dane Dunning made a start for the White Sox this year? Because I, I believe I recall a scenario where I don't know if this was made public or maybe it was just you and I having beers at Bulldog or something. That Dane Dunning does not exist <laughs> until he makes yeah. a start for the White Sox. So how, how shocked were you? I, that I, I'm more surprised. I, I want to know this answer before I get into my my thoughts
0: so I'm First of all, yes, I'm shocked, and now we're two two for two now this season because I also said the same thing about Zach Birdie, uh, if you recall, and obviously we've seen him in a few games here. So, yes, Zach Birdie does exist, and now Dane Dunning does exist. Uh, it's been a long road for him. So I, when I say that, you know, like, oh, they don't exist in my mind, it's not that I'm discrediting them. Uh, and, you know, I know he had a long road with the Tommy John and being in the minors, but um, it's just frustrating when you have uh, these highly touted prospects and you hear the names since 2017. 2016, I guess, since the trade, um, and now the first time we're seeing him is, you know, uh, three years later uh, down the line. So, yeah, uh, shock, but uh, I was very impressed uh, with what I saw tonight. I was very impressed as
1: well, and the fact that the stat lines match up with a number one overall pick in Casey Mice, who was pitching on the other side for Detroit, and in fact, if you look at both of these stat lines, you can give a slight edge to Dane Dunning here. Four and a third, give up five hits, three runs, all of them come earned. One walk, seven strikeouts. He did give up a homer. And for a guy that in the minor leagues had gone so long without giving up the long ball, and of course, that home run came right after I was explaining to everybody who was watching in the garage that Dane Dunning, keeps the ball in the ballpark, mm-hmm. um, you know, that that's the the reverse crazy Marchese effect right there for you. But, hey, Dane Dunning looked absolutely phenomenal tonight, not only just missing bats, but defensively. I mean, two comebackers to the kid, he's able to react, get those outs. Those are normally line drives up the middle that go for hits um, or at, at an even worse rate there could injure a pitcher. Um, he he looked in control he looked calm the whole night Um, and I think that that's something that is really really special for a kid in his major league debut I don't even think the guy lost a drop of sweat Johnny he was just out there in his own like zone it it looked phenomenal and I'm I don't want to compare him to Michael Kopech. They're two complete opposite types of pitchers. Uh, But you get one side, if you look at Michael Kopech, who's literally sweating bullets out there. And then you get Dane Dunning, calm, cool, collected, just out there throwing the ball, missing bats. I absolutely fucking loved what I saw out of Dane Dunning right now. Why wasn't this kid up earlier? Is my yeah, only
0: question that's, that I have. That, that, that's right a good quite that's a good question, too, Tony. I was thinking about that. It's like, oh, we've you know uh, lost two bullpen games uh, in this time that we've had injuries at starting pitchers. So, um, But what took so long, and it sucks that it did, uh, I would like to have those other two back. Uh, maybe it goes different if Dane Dunning's starting those. But um, nonetheless, uh, he was here tonight, so uh, about time they finally made the right decision, right call on this. Uh, Dunning tonight, like you mentioned, uh, it's some of those numbers for him. Uh, he goes four and a third, five hits, uh, three earned runs, one walk, seven strikeouts, uh, one home run allowed. Um, But I really like, you know, one of my favorite things in pitchers, obviously throwing smoke, power fastball is cool and tough. But also we talk about hammers, and the guy that we had dubbed rule 84 for Sox on Tap is uh, drop the hammer for Dylan Cease. I I was, like, contemplating, do we need to change this and make it 51 now uh, for Mr. Dunning? Uh, Because he was snapping off some of those um, and and making hitters look foolish. So uh, that, that was just um a very welcome sight. I uh, I love a good curveball. So, um it re- really nice to see that from him.
1: It absolutely was. I mean, just the ability to miss bats. And maybe I have not watched enough of Dane Dunning uh highlights or or just like just tape on Dane Dunning. So, I wasn't really sure what to expect out of him today. Obviously, he is the last of the, you know, uh, White Sox trades during the rebuild kind of guy to come up and 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 be a part of this. And I also think he's probably the least spoken about in White mm-hmm. Sox circles. Um, just kind of flew under the radar into this spot here. Now we've we've talked about him a little bit on this show, um, but not as extensively as guys like Dylan Cease or Carlos Rodon or even Michael Kopech. He, he doesn't have that type of, I wouldn't say pedigree, but that type of reputation where Sox fans are looking at Dane Dunning to be the guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're not looking at him to be the guy. So if he becomes a solid number three in this rotation, which is going to be like absolutely ridiculously hard for him to do, When you look at what we have at the top end of this rotation with guys like Lucas Giolito, Dylan Cease, Dallas Keuchel, he'd have to battle one of these guys out. But I think he has the stuff to do it. I think he showed that tonight with that curveball and just the ability to miss bats. Even if he can become your number three guy, you've got a huge win here just for the White Sox. That's a huge win for them. I'm looking at the rotation right now and you take a guy like Dane Dunning and what he did tonight versus what I've seen consistently out of Reynaldo Lopez. I'm taking Dane Dunning every day and Johnny, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that, you know, four and a thirds innings of major league baseball is enough to, to prove that that's going to happen for him. He may run into trouble, but I've already seen Dane Dunning now in his first start, But calm, cool, collected, like I said before, through his outing versus, you know, Dylan Cease out there giving up home run after home run in the second inning. There just there didn't seem to be a struggle here. Now, also, I'm going to take into account he was facing the Detroit Tigers. I can't wait to see him take on another team with maybe a better lineup. Let's see what he does against the Twins. That might be a real test for him. But. Really, really, really impressed with what I got out of Dane Dunning tonight. And I I just, I I want him in the rotation. I'm just hands down after what I saw tonight.
0: Love it. Yeah. I think it's, you know, you couldn't have put a better foot forward um, for Dunning tonight. And, yeah, it, it will be interesting to see when he plays, one, higher quality of competition, and, two, if there's more tape, uh, more data on him, uh, if teams uh, adjust to him in any way. So uh, definitely something to watch uh, going forward here. But um, it, it'd be way worse, and we'd be pissed off uh, if he came out and laid an egg tonight. So a uh, nice start for Dunning. Uh, let, let's move into um, how, how this game went down, Tony, some of the offense here. Um we got two home runs from Edwin Encarnacion tonight. Um, and that was excellent to see because he never knows. Um, it's been a concerning topic uh, among white Sox fans. Uh, but he's been in a funk to start the year. And I know everyone says he starts slow and whatever, but then Steve or NW Steve wrote that article at ontapsportsnet.com talking about how, um, you know, it could it be age catching up to him finally that he's, you know, hitting that decline um, and he, you know, he hits a double uh, on Monday night, I believe, and then now uh, two home runs tonight. So uh, I think that was one of my biggest takeaways offensively here.
1: Man, I, you, you stole some of my intro on the Encarnacion stuff tonight because I, I, I want to call out NWI Steve for the reverse crazy Marchese effect almost. Or maybe it is just the crazy Marchese effect. Call a guy out; he fucking performs. I don't think Edwin Encarnacion is cooked, as as Steve would like to say here. Um,
0: he was saying, he, "Could it be that he's cooked?" I mean, could he it said be that, that he's he cooked. was?
1: But <laughs> could it be that he's cooked? You suggest it. You said it. So <laughs> that's all I'm gonna say on that one. Um, no, Edwin Encarnacion, I think is fine. Um, I I love that siding. At the time, I still love it today. I know he's only hitting 179 as we come out of this ball game, But the guy has such raw power. You know he's going to hit his home runs. And I'm hoping, I'm absolutely hoping, that this is just a start of seeing the parrot round the bases at 35th and Shields. Because the White Sox have lacked that Nelson Cruz-type player. If there's another Nelson Cruz in this league, it's Edwin Encarnacion. They need him to hit home runs. That's exactly what he did tonight. Two bombs. Both of those balls, Johnny, were absolutely fucking smoked. I loved every second of that. I I have to call out the White Sox right now. Light off some fucking fireworks, please. For, For the love of God, light off some fucking fireworks. Other teams are doing it. I don't know why you're not. This is your thing. Bill Vec is rolling in his fucking grave right now at the lack of sulfur in the air. Yes. That's that's not hitting the Dan Ryan expressway. Give me some fucking fireworks. The next time a Sox player hits home runs or I'm going to continue to at the White Sox every time they go deep at home and they don't light off fireworks. This is very plain and fucking simple. you Take a lighter. You light the wick. It goes in the air. Explodes. I'm happy. You're happy. Everybody's happy. Keep the neighborhood up. You know, we got a lot of Sox fans on Sox Twitter live over in the Bridgeport area. I'm sure they'd appreciate it. Light off some fucking fireworks. He's not the only one that went yard today. Jose Abreu. Let's talk about the power of nicotine, Johnny. Right now.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah, let's do it. I, I mean, there, there was this gif um, that uh, NBC uh, White Sox talk uh, put out, and it was Jose Abreu kind of you know staring down the camera while well, waving and doing a little peace sign. And as he's doing that, he is rearranging his jaw in his mouth per usual. always does that. But not long after the show that, I believe 15, 20 minutes later, um, guess what? He comes up and he hits the game-winning home run um, that that came in the eighth inning. Um, clutch time when it counts. Um, the only thing I can say to explain that is power of the draw. That ball does not, that ball, that ball hits the top of the wall. He doesn't have a big draw in,
1: you know, can I, can I get the meatball take out of the way earlier? The normal go for it. Go for it. Eloy Jimenez needs a fucking lipper in because maybe the nicotine will help him concentrate in left field.
0: Ooh, I like that. So can Uh, Jose
1: Abreu please give some of his skull to Eloy Jimenez? I feel like it would be beneficial.
0: I think it would, too. Um, Yeah, it's, you know, we were talking about the runs here. Um, It was tied 3-3. Ball game at that point in the eighth inning, and then Abreu comes up, uh, hits that home run, barely gets it over the right field fence, didn't even get into the goose island, just that little uh, area that, that's right behind the fence there, um, just enough to get over. But like I said, bar the jaw, uh, that's what it does. Um, Tony, I, I kind of want to backtrack though, uh, because the home runs are great, and we, we love we love talking about home runs, and we love fireworks, and obviously they need to be lighting them off. So we, we now that we've cleared that and got that out of the way. Um, I want to go back to how this game got tied because yes. uh, I think this, this was why this was such a satisfying win. Uh, we've seen them get out and, and, you know, use the long ball when they hit six home runs uh, on Monday night uh, and, and they hit a bunch of them against the Cardinals on Sunday. Um, but this one was not all the long ball. Yes, it was part of the offense and the game winning hit did come uh, via the home run, but they go down. Dane Dunnings, you know, one of his few mistakes, uh, he, he gets a, uh, He lets up a home run in the top of the fifth to Candelario. Um, That was a three-run shot, and the White Sox were only up 1-0 before that, so it takes Edwin's bomb in the second. But that's in the top of the fifth that Candelario hits his home run, three-run shot, 3-1 Tigers there. And then immediately, not waiting around, not letting it linger, immediately in the Sox half of the fifth inning. Uh, Zach Collins h- hits a double. So, you know, he-, he gets a shot in the lineup here tonight. I believe uh, he was a pick of Steve. So, you know, Zach Collins doubles. Tim Anderson comes up, keeps hitting like Tim Anderson does. Singles. Uh, Zach Collins scores. Uh, that gets one run on the board. And then uh, Casey Myers tries to pick off Tim Anderson at first, but he doesn't even come off the base. You saw that video of Tim calling himself safe because uh, he never even left the bag. Uh, and then he eventually steals second. And, and then Johan Mancada is able to drive him in uh, on a single that uh, Bonifacio kind of bobbled a little bit. But um, either way, Anderson's fast enough. He scores and that ties the game right there. But Tony, I guess the biggest thing here for me is the immediate response, uh, not waiting around. Uh, I love that. And this is all of Casey Mize, too.
1: Yeah. And Casey Mize isn't somebody to be taken lightly. Uh, And one thing on Tim Anderson, he had the injury early. You're talking about a, a, a batting title champion last year and exiting this game, Johnny. Hitting 371. And I know he doesn't have enough games to qualify right now. But if you take his 371 average. Right now he's sitting fourth in the major leagues. Behind Charlie Blackman, DJ LeMayhew, and Donovan Solano. He's sitting in fourth. If he were to qualify for batting average. He hasn't lost a beat since last year. Goddamn. That's fucking impressive to me. Yes. Johnny, it, any thoughts it,
0: I, on that? I, th- I think everyone kind of expected a decline. I'll include myself in that category. And if you didn't, then props to you. Um, and I'm not saying that it, it's, it's going to be the same like 335 like it was last year. But hell, he's showing that um, there's still – you know that that magic's still rolling, um, and he's just a good hitter. He Gets bad on the ball—that's what he does. Um, it's just part of his job description. He goes out and does his job, and he has fun doing it. So um, I love to see it. I still wouldn't be surprised, like I said, if that falls short uh, of what last year's clip was. When it's all said and done, at the end of these sixty games and playoffs, or whatever. Um, but at the same time, it's very encouraging uh, where he's at right now.
1: Well, and you can see a difference in this White, White Sox, Sox lineup. With Tim Anderson in it, there is an obvious difference offensively, Johnny. Mm-hmm. When Tim Anderson is in that lineup, regardless if he's leading off, and I, I, I have had my reservations about Tim Anderson being the leadoff guy, just with the the on base percentage, and the, the the lack of walks. I have had my own issues with Tim Anderson being the leadoff guy. However. I will take that back somewhat a step when a guy's hitting close to 370 on a consistent basis through, what are we, I don't know how many games he's played. We're 22 games into this. He's putting the bat on the ball the same way he was last year. He hasn't missed a beat. Even through the injury, even through uh, a spring training a a layoff due to the COVID-19 stuff, and then back into the season, he's continuing on his pace, putting the bat on the ball, getting on base, driving in runs, he's doing his job, he's swinging that bat well, he's absolutely locked into the plate right now. Bat him leadoff.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely with you uh, in having my reservations from before. I think I said Yasmani Grandal would be my ideal leadoff man at the beginning of the season. This is way back during spring training when we were talking about this back in, like, March, February. Um, But, yeah, yeah, I think he's silencing doubters, and I'll be glad to be silenced, and you can give me the shush all you want, Tim Anderson. Um, And I think all White Sox fans would gladly take that as long as he keeps the train rolling at the top of the order. And then you said, you know, the difference – Um, With the lineup, yeah, sure. The results, obviously. But then also, I think uh, from a confidence factor, there's much more, you know, uh, sure of themselves. Uh, When Tim Anderson's leading the charge there, he's the emotional leader of the team. No doubt about that. So um, like I said, we kind of worked backwards through that one, but um, this is a 5-3 White Sox winner. Um, A couple, you know, three long balls in this one, but um, even more impressive than that because um, you got to be able to do it. The home runs aren't always going to be there. It's not a sustainable thing to just hit home runs uh, every single game. So uh, doing a mix of it tonight, I think that's one of my biggest takeaways here. And then obviously the uh, very encouraging uh, Uh, MLB debut for Dane Dunning. So uh, final thoughts on this one before we move it into tomorrow.
1: Final thoughts on this one. Very impressive stuff from Dane Dunning. Um, Being able to get the call, face a number one overall pick in the draft in Casey Mize. You had two highly regarded uh, prospects starting the ball game for each side tonight. Um, If I'm going to be honest, when we're going into this, I thought Casey Mize was going to be on top of this one. Um, So for Dane Dunning to go out there and do what he did, I think that's impressive. Um, I want to go back also to the bullpen. Very impressive bullpen. Very impressive bullpen outing for the White Sox. Again, they went to Foster, C-Shack, Marshall, Calame. Marshall had a great outing. Uh, Pitched an inning, did get one strikeout. Uh, but very impressive to see him uh, get that done because we've seen some shakiness from Evan Marshall. This was more reminiscent of what we saw last night. And then, man, cocked hats are for closers. Shout out White Sox sale. He loves that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cocked hats are for closers. Columet comes in, works another clean inning. Guy's still rocking that 0.00 ERA. I fucking love it johnny every time this guy comes into the ball game i'm cocking my hat cock hats are for closers let's get that shit rolling um i i six save on the year i mean let's let's go this guy is doing his job at a phenomenal rate 100 100 success rate right now for alex column when it comes to saves that's all you can ask for out of your closer johnny let's go the 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 back end of the bullpen is been as close to what we want as lights out as they can be right now. That's Mm -hmm. how you win some ball games. And I love it. So that's my final thoughts on this one. The bullpen closed it down for Dane Dunning. The offense was able to provide recipe for success.
0: Yep, absolutely. Uh, just uh, one last thought on the bullpen. Um, before tonight's uh, game, I don't believe it was updated uh, this soon after when uh, we jumped on the mic to record. But coming in tonight's game, uh, 1.3 F4 uh, as a unit for the bullpen. I believe that was good for a 10th uh, in the league. But, you know, the Dodgers have – they're just so damn good that it's – they, they were up in, like, the two, two um, 2.1 or something like that. But uh, that's pretty damn good, especially considering uh, where, you know, the shakiness has been in years past. So um, looking to see more of that um, as we move forward here. So, Are you telling so, me you don't want to see Juan Manaya I don't want to see Juan Minaya. Don't bring up that name. Please don't. <laughs> I'd much rather have Luis Gonzalez uh, wearing 37 than uh Mr. Juan Manaya. So, that's that's it. Uh, that's that we're done. We're moving on All right. here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh series finale here. White Sox going for a four-game sweep. Uh afternoon ball game on the South Side One ten p.m. start. Um, weather will be very nice. Uh feels like 84 at first pitch. Uh winds uh south. At six miles an hour, uh, 43% humidity, um, at 8 of 10 UV index. So uh, it'll hang right around 84, E5 all game. Uh, shouldn't be any problem. No uh, colors on the radar as uh, Tony Twist, our weather guy, would say, uh, 0% chance of precipitation. So we're, we're getting it in. We're getting this game in. Hopefully a White Sox sweep here. Uh, the pitching matchup in this one will be Spencer Turnbull for the Tigers. Lucas Giolito for the White Sox Turnbull is 2-1, two 278 ERA, 21 strikeouts on the season. Lucas Giolito, 1-2, 488 eight, ERA, 32 strikeouts on the season. Uh, Turnbull had, uh, you know, nice start to the season, a couple wins in his first two starts, um, but then in his last outing against Cleveland, um, he got touched up. So um, and it was only three runs, but that was more uh, than he had been given up before. So um, he only went four and two thirds compared to six and seven in the one before. So um, getting to Turnbull and then getting to that weak Tigers bullpen again, I think will be key. Um, as for Lucas Giolito, uh, his last time out was a rough go. He was not ready from the get-go. Command was not there. Um, That was the first game uh, of the doubleheader against the Cardinals on Saturday. So uh, looking for him to put that in the rearview mirror, uh, buckle down, be ready to go from pitch number one tomorrow.
1: Absolutely, Johnny. And one thing I want to say about this. I was for some odd reason worried about the Detroit Tigers hot start. And I think you were the one that told me the the ship will write its course. The Sox right now sitting two games out of first place in the central. And after this series so far with these three games, you've got Detroit five and a half back. It's time to bury Detroit where they need to fucking be. In the bottom of the AL Central. Mm-hmm. And the Sox have the chance to do that tomorrow. It's time to fucking do that. You got Lucas Giolito on the mound. Finish the sweep. Put Detroit six and a half back. It's time to do that.
0: Yeah, step on the throats. I love it. Step Killer mentality. On,
1: <clears> step <throat> on the throats. You've got a series against the Cubs coming up right after uh, we finish up with Detroit. They are the Cubs. Unfortunately, Johnny, they're they're they've been they've been doing quite well. I think they what did they split uh, the doubleheader today with the Cardinals. Yeah, they um,
0: won 3-5 in that series against the Cardinals this week. So,
1: Yeah, so it's time to focus on this AL Central. I'm, I'm a little more worried about just burying Detroit at this point in time. You've got to win the games that you're supposed to. We've talked about that on this show. This is another game tomorrow that you're supposed to win. Lucas Giolito on the mound. Let's get this shit done. Bury him. And then yep. let's worry about getting ahead of Cleveland.
0: Yep, plain and simple. Wh- I'm with you there. All right, uh, picked a click for tomorrow's game.
1: Pick to click for tomorrow's game. Ooh, I don't know why these are always so hard for me, Johnny. Because I'm like trying to, I'm, I'm trying to to figure out who's gonna do well. Jose Abreu had the home run tonight. Edwin Encarnacion went deep twice. Want to play the hot hand? James McCann should be back in the lineup, shouldn't he? Yeah. Let's go McCann.
0: All right. Let's Uh, go McCann.
1: I'm going McCann. I'm going McCann. He should be back in the lineup. He was off today. Zach Collins got to start. Grandal is dealing with some back stiffness. Uh, McCann coming back in against his former team. He's going to do some damage.
0: Yep, I like it. I'm going to go on Mankata, uh, one of my safest picks, one of my favorite picks. Um, I just love the guy. Uh, you know, on uh, Sunday Funday, i was given him all the praise in the world. So, uh, time to pick him again. Um, you know, he comes up with a uh, singled night, RBI single that ends up tying the game. Um, keep that rolling. Uh, tomorrow he can do it from both sides of the plate since he hit a ready home run earlier this week so um, we'll, we'll like to see it no matter who comes in from the pen uh, if they flip him around so Yohan uh, Mankata right, um, that does it for this show um, shout outs before we close it shout out to NWI Steve
1: one of our co-hosts for writing that article and writing Edwin Encarnacion absolutely have to shout out Steve for that one I give all the credit to him
0: for All right, the two I'll- home
1: runs that were hit today
0: yeah, sure. I'll, I'll piggyback off of that because um, Aloha Mr. Hand uh, responded to that. Uh, you know, Steve put out the tweet that said, oh, I write about Edwin and he has the uh, bombs with the um Anchorman Gift, it's science. And then Pete Hand replies and says, Now you got to write about Mazara. Um, and Steve said he doesn't want to, but uh, I think Steve has to do that now because I'd like to see Mazzara get going as well. I think uh, all Sox fans would. So uh, yes. I've heard uh, Pete, Pete Hand jumping in on that uh, conversation there with us. So uh, that's my shout out for today. So that about does it for this episode of Socks on Tap. Uh, make sure you go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Socks on Tap and at ontapsportsnet. If you enjoy this podcast, please give us a five star. A rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. We would appreciate it. So, Tony, let's close this thing down. White Sox for White Sox for